Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two hyper ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking, baking No faking Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H Cubed up in this bitch Yes sir, yes sir, we back with another episode this week And as promised, we are going to deliver on the album review that we promised y'all Which is Snoop Dogg Doggy style. Now, not to age myself or my co-host here, but this album, but this album came out on the year that I was born, 1993, which is crazy to think, almost 30 years ago. But well, different discussion for a different podcast. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is um in an album again by Snoop Dogg, a legendary figure, not only in hip hop, he's transcended. I think hip hop is, I think it's a safe assumption to make, even in music and in just him being a, a celebrity. I think he's transcended just, you know, the confinements of just being a, a hip hop artist. But it, I don't know if you'd agree with that. Oh, no, I definitely agree with you because, like, everybody knows who the fuck Snoop is. Like, mama, mm-hmm. grandma, aunties, all the cousins, everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. And the funny thing is that everybody knows what Snoop Dogg is about. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's, that's, that's the great thing about it that, like, you know, Snoop Dogg came out from the jump. From the gun, just telling you exactly what he's about. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, things change over time because, you know, he's getting older and has kids and a family and shit. So, you know, a lot of the shit that you hear on this album, probably you wouldn't hear uh, Snoop saying in 2020. Let's just say that. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. King, but, yeah. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but we'll get into that, the specifics of that in a little bit. But yeah, man, like just just looking at the at the album cover of this joint is um it's pretty uh, I don't know it's pretty intriguing. You got like a girl with the um with a dog tail kind of sticking out under a doghouse, and of course it's called Doggy Style. So yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I think I think you kind of knew what you were in for at this point. Now let me ask you, when because again not not to age you or anything, but when you when this album came out, what was do you remember the reception of all this shit? Like because you know obviously there's a lot of talk now on like censorship on on you know a lot of female artists now uh, particularly the song wop and shit like that so was there something similar to that when something like this came out in 93 honestly i really couldn't tell you because in 1993 i was in third or fourth grade so yeah so uh, i don't really remember much about it coming out or any of the the spectacle behind it i just remember the music no, nah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And again, at that age, you just give a fuck about the music. It don't. It don't matter what its effects on the social landscape is or anything like that. Exactly. So. Now, actually, nah. I do remember because Gin and Juice was one. Of, I think it was like the second single off the album, and mm. that joint was fucking up everybody. And because the parents were like, "Oh, he's talking about alcohol, and you know, he's he's promoting marijuana use and all like, yeah, well, you know, the sex and everything." So yeah, there was like, I remember a little bit of things, but I remember gin and juice especially because 
we were not allowed to sing that song. Like we were not allowed to talk um, about it at school. We were not allowed to sing it. And I still remember being on the bus to field trips. Like we had to make up our own words so that the teachers didn't really know what song we were singing. Oh yeah, so- for sure. Like, <laughs> like, like you switched gin and juice to like something else that's not fucking totally illegal for a little kid exactly. to sing or drinking. It's, it's like rolling down the street, sipping Starburst or sipping like you know Capri Sun or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sipping or ch- uh, chewing on government cheese or some dumb shit you know like whatever whatever <laughs> nah, the thing is sure. we came with so yeah so i mean it's just like you know when you were little like they had radio edits you know what i'm saying like when when i was younger Correct, and the yeah. radio was out like they actually did have radio edits they didn't just bleep out shit so like a song could be completely different from not completely different but have like so, a different half a verse or something from from like the single that was on the radio versus the one that was on the album let's be real sometimes it was completely different yeah sometimes, sometimes it was. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it was just some shit that you just could not even remotely say on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but fuck it. Let's let's go ahead and dive into this joint. Y'all already know how we do this shit, man. We're gonna talk about some of the songs that we like, some of the songs that we might not have liked, mm-hmm. and ultimately give y'all a uh, end score at the end of it all. And since this is a classic album, I know we haven't done this in a long time, but maybe we could start doing this again now. Is saying rather this stands the test of time. I put it on my list. I was actually like, <laughs> yes, I have it on my list today. We haven't done. You're right. We haven't done it in a minute. So we haven't done it in a minute, but um, let, let, he has it on his list, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna get to it today, and we're gonna let y'all know how we feel about if this stands the test of time. So yeah, man, let's let's go ahead and dive right into this. Like you said. We would like to dive into the first song since it's the beginning of the actual album. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into it. Number one, what'd you think about? Um, what'd you think about that? Well, I guess well, it was just the intro. Yeah, number intro. one was the intro. It was him chilling with his chick. You know what I'm saying? In the bathtub, doing yeah. all type of random shit. But I mean, that goes on to <clears throat> number, two, number two, which is yep. called G Funk Intro, and mm-hmm. it's actually like, first of all. Dre masterfully kills beats on this whole album. I'm gonna just say that right now. Um, what, was this all all Dre produced beats? Do you, mm-hmm. do you know? Or? As far as oh, I know, okay. um, yeah, for sure. But uh, the Lady of Rage is the 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 female rapper on this track, and she absolutely mm-hmm. kills this verse. And yeah, for sure. You don't really get too much from Hook from from Hook. You don't get too much from Snoop <laughs> outside of the Hook. So it's yeah. just like. It's an interesting way to start the album because you're not necessarily showcasing your rapping ability on the first song. You're showcasing someone else's. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say like, uh, it's a little bit risky, like a, like a risk to take uh, because mm. it's not you as the first thing that someone hears. But still, she came on and she merged this verse and the beat was sick. Like, I do think that it was a really good intro to the album because it still gives you the style and the flow of of like the sound of how Snoop's album is going to sound. It usually is very much like mixed in with old R&B or funk samples from like the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s and shit. So like on this, you definitely get a good idea of what you're in for musically from it. But like I said, it's just like it was a weird turn to not have yourself as the first voice heard on the on a song. Yeah. Now, was this uh was this Snoop's uh, debut album or was, did he have was he like a, a, a I guess a start before this. No, this was his debut album. Because, yeah, I was going to say, you know, if, if he was already, you know, somewhat established already, had like a few hits on the radio already before this came out, then I would say, okay, I, I get it. You know, you want to, you already have the people's attention from, you know, whatever songs you might have out. So now you want to, you know, showcase your people mm-hmm. uh, in the forefront of the album because people are going to tune into the first song anyway. Exactly. So, 
could be could be that but i guess you know that wasn't the case but yeah no that that was it was a really dope uh like you said dope way to start the album um she killed it again she could have not killed it and it could have been a not dope way to start the album yeah you know <laughs> which which happens it happens you know and, and that that could have drastically changed how this album was viewed but um she killed it and i thought it was a good way to start the album and um like you said i think um the little that snoop was on it i think i think it was dope i think he uh, encapsulated what the album was gonna be for sure exactly but let's go on to uh number three which uh i mean we don't really got to talk too much about it just because everybody knows this song we were just talking about it before uh before we started recording uh that's gin and juice um i, I can't read the rest of it but it just says featuring that nigga something that nigga daz who i think is supposed to be daz dylan it's just daz yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing that was this is probably I'm guessing before Daz Dillinger was an actual committed rapper and he was just like I don't know I don't know what to go about man you that nigga Daz probably probably because like I mean that whole crew like the because he was part of the Dog Pound and and you know you had two one three which was Nate Dog and Snoop and Lauren G and like Lady of Rage I mean that was like an entire crew like they were all on each other's shit all the time and they worked together a lot. Mm. So, yeah. but yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you're right that for Daz, that was his name. Like, they were just like, yeah, it's called that nigga Daz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, like we said, you know, uh, before the show, this song is arguably probably one of Snoop's biggest songs mm-hmm. of all time. Um, for, for my co host and myself to both remember vivid memories of our childhood singing this song, yes, being way too young to sing this song, yes. It, it lets you know the impact that this song had on the culture, on just everything in general. It, it's transcended the culture, really, because I'm sure that they've made parodies of, of this song, of using the melody oh, yeah. and, and shit like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like we, we were talking about, or, or, or Trey was just talking, or Cooper was talking about um, how when he was a kid that, you know, he'd have to change up the words so he'd be able to sing the song yeah. so he wouldn't get in trouble. Exactly. So. You know what I mean? So like, I'm sure that I'm sure somewhere along the line, a comedian or somebody or, or fucking Weird Al Yankovic, as he always does, That's probably made too. yeah, <laughs> exactly, has made some interpolation of of gin and juice. But um, yeah, man, it's a classic song. Everybody knows it. Even if you're not a big Snoop or West Coast fan, mm-hmm. if you know a, if you know a West Coast song, you know you know lay back with my mind on my money yeah, that's my like money everybody knows that uh-huh. everybody like, knows that part if you've ever been to a motherfucking party you've heard yes. gin and juice <laughs> yes that that's way. a fact that's a fact so yeah not much to say about this mm-hmm. uh i don't want to i, I want to leave at least a little bit on the plate for you to say something about it but no nah, you know, i mean gin yeah. and juice again it's a classic the beat is vicious the story is dope and it's like as you get older like it's it's a very relevant story <laughs> oh yeah for sure for um, sure but like yeah no nah, i i fucking love this song i've always loved the song and i always will love the song oh yeah no nah, this this is one of those like if you make a capsule of hip-hop this is one thousand percent gonna be in that capsule yeah. like there's this, no this, question if you even if you just went like in this capsule like one song from each year this could be yeah. the song for 1993. Like that oh, yeah. point blank for period. Sure. Like this, like go out there. Sneak. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Okay, let's jump to the Shiznit number five. Um, and I think my numbers number might be a little fucked up on this because like on uh on Spotify, like the interludes are like mixed in with the tracks before them, so they're not like actually uh, listed as a separate track. Okay, I'm about to say, yeah, because on my journey is number four, but yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's all good. As long as long as we know the Shiznit, we we good. Exactly. That joint, I love 
the fucking, well, I guess like the W balls, John, is technically the interlude that comes before it, but it's still part of it. And that shit is fucking yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, for sure. This beat is straight up classic. Snoop's flow, excuse me, on this song is so fucking smooth. And it's a pretty oh, yeah. hard hitting song, but his flow just remains smooth through the entire fucking thing. Just like fucking butter, yo. And I think that this is actually yeah. one of Snoop's fastest verses that I can ever, that I can recall. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know there's a bunch of his verses that I'm not remembering right now. Cause like, I was mm-hmm. not a fan of his music when he was really on like No Limit and shit like that. But like, mm-hmm. from what I can remember of all his music right now, this is one of the fastest I've ever heard him flow. No, yeah, for sure. And first of all, let me just say, I, I, I just found out that Snoop was on No Limit at one point. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Yes. That, that was that was yes. to get out of the the death row contract. Oh, word. Yep. Oh, uh, shortly after, shortly after, or shortly before, shortly after Pac died, I believe. That's that's interesting. We have to talk about that later. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, no. Um, I, I think I think like you said, like butter over this joint. I really like the um the uh the flute playing over the background. Mm-hmm. It kind of just added to that 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 thump of the of the beat. It, it, this is such a head rocking beat. Let me just say that right now. Hell yeah. like, I, I'm not listening. I'm not even listening to the beat right now, but I can hear the and I'm just rocking my head right now. Just I wish I knew yeah. what they were sampling. Like I wish I knew off the top of yeah. my head. Like I have to go and look, and I obviously will. But like I wish I could. Re- like I wish I knew what they were sampling. Yeah, I, I would love to know where that came from. Oh yeah, for sure. And and again, it, if this was produced by Dre, this is masterfully produced all the way. Uh, I feel like it fit exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It being, you know, kind of like a high energy kind of song. Like you said, is Snoop rapping a little bit faster than he usually does. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, he his and again that that's one of the things that makes Snoop Snoop. I guess is his effortless, smooth, just delivery. You know what I mean? Like it's it almost seems effortless the whole time. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, this joint was really dope. I really fuck with this joint, and yeah, I thought that was a really dope dope track. All right, so let's go on to. I'm going to number six, which is uh, Murder Was The Case. Mm-hmm. I thought this joint was really dope. Again, well, what's a 90s album without a nice in- interlude about somebody getting shot? You know what I mean? So hey. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just saying every every rap album in the 90s, there's an interlude of somebody talking shit and then somebody just getting shot. Yeah. And there's a- there's actually two of those on this album, actually. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. If, if not more than that, but... But anyways, murder was the case. Was the case again? Very. Uh, I think this is storytelling at its finest to me. Yep. Uh, Snoop does a very amazing job at telling that story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. As soon as the the actual beat drops, very dark energy of the song. I, I thought it was really dope because I, I never got this side of of Snoop before I heard this song. Mm-hmm. And and again, you know, Snoop is always that you know having a good time and partying and chilling and da da da. But this is a very dark song, but a crazy dope song. Yeah. Opinion. And honestly, like, this is this is one of those songs that, like, spawn, like, you know, DMX's Damien and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, all yep. these mm-hmm. dark-ass sounding mm-hmm. songs. Like you said, this joint sounds jive evil, like, the way that the beat goes yeah. on this joint. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they have to fucking, they say the Lord's Prayer in the oh, middle yeah. of that bitch. 
and then go back into the story. <laughs> just like yeah. yeah, with a with a creepy, not only with a creepy ass voice, but they also changed up the beat for that one part, mm-hmm. and it just made it extra creepy. No, this is one of them songs that if your mom was already mad at you listening to fucking Snoop Dogg, yep. <laughs> when she heard this shit, mm-hmm. it was like oh hell no, he's talking nope. about sex and the devil. No, nope. no, out of my house. I rebuked you. Yeah. And my bad. Yeah. It wasn't the Lord's prayer. It's like I guess it's the good night prayer or whatever. It's the one you say before you go to bed. Yeah, 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 for sure. The and, one they and, teach um, little kids to say before they go to bed. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. But, but yeah, bro. Um, really, I, I, I really dig this song though. Um, I thought it was a really dope, really dope storytelling all the way around. Yeah. From, from him getting shot, from him making a deal with the devil, essentially. And uh, yeah, it's just a really, really dope, really dope song, man. Really yeah. dope storytelling. It's it, it covers so much. It covers the downfall the rise back mm-hmm. and then the downfall again yep. like it's just it's just all yeah. around and there's not many songs where like i mean like this is like i don't want to say it's his entire life because obviously it's not gonna be his entire life to become a gangster get shot come mm-hmm. back from that and then end up end up in jail but uh but i'm like i'm like this could have been like this story if it was real for like somebody's life this could have been like 20 years you know what i'm saying like this nigga could have been banging mm-hmm. for a long ass time he had he ain't saying how long he was in a coma you know most people are in a coma right. for a long ass time so it could, yeah. maybe he was in a coma for up to a year and then he got yeah. out was chilling and doing his thing for all that all the you know x amount of time and then he goes to jail for 25 of life you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. like yeah it's like this all of this shit could have happened between like 20 and 26 <laughs> no yeah for sure for sure man um i just i don't know i thought it was really dope yeah man uh, dope song again for anybody who ever questioned well, i don't know if anybody's ever questioned it but i feel like people just give snoop the credit for just having a vibe if you will or just kind of like being real smooth but i don't think they give him the credit for songwriting because i feel like this is songwriting 101 right here oh yeah it was, for, it was sure. Really for sure but yeah no like you said great story great i mean classic beat and like and the like, haunting chorus dog oh when yeah. the girl's like murder like yeah, mm-hmm. especially with the beat. Oh man. Yeah. No, really, really dope for sure. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and just jump down to, I don't know. It could be number seven for you. Could be number nine. I'm not sure. But <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> okay. Featuring the DOC and the Dog Pound and yeah. R- RBX. I don't know who RBX is. Don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but this beat is hard as fuck. I'm always amazed at how. I'm always amazed at how violent and chill. Like a Snoop Dogg verse can sound, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah, ridiculous. Sure. But these three verses, they all were very well done. There was such simplicity in the chorus, just like uh, you know, it's just vicious. It's like suicide. It's a suicide. It's a suicide. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and, and and as I mentioned earlier, I, I don't know who or if multiple artists did it, but that that part right there has definitely been in, interpolated by a couple rappers at the least that I can think of right now. Oh yeah. Um so so that's when when I first heard that it was like, oh yeah, I've definitely heard this the suicide. This is suicide mm-hmm. for sure. For I'm sure. saying you can't be I mean, Snoop really is like one of the one of the godfathers of hip hop of like like you know, the 90s hip hop scene. And you know, oh, you're not sure. going to be that old in the game and people are not going to use your yeah. shit you know what i'm saying or you know sample from not sample but you know be inspired you know quotation mark inspired inspired by i'm gonna be uh, honest with you i'm gonna be honest with you i wouldn't be surprised if this is a lot of our favorite rappers favorite albums for sure oh yeah it has to be mm-hmm. it has to be like you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of what's done on this album i feel like 
when I 100% inspired a bunch of other things, like from style of rapping, from content of what they're rapping about, a lot of shit. Exactly. But, just um, to the whole pimp thing. Like the, any, anybody who, yeah, who thought yeah. that they was a pimp, Snoop came first. And uh, Snoop, I don't care. Snoop may not be a pimp, but Snoop's a pimp. Oh, yeah. No, dog. I mean, he, he doesn't have to even say that he's a pimp. That, that's how you know he's a fucking pimp. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> he don't even got to say it. He don't even got to say it, man. But yeah, Serial Killer, man, I, I, the beat, let me, let me just say that the, um, anytime you hear those synths, I think they're synthesized wow. in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that is such an LA West Side type of fucking beat. Let me just say, nigga, you ain't never lied. Like it's just, it's just exactly when you think about LA and when you think about potentially gangbanging in LA in the nineties, that beat right there says that you don't even need to have words over it. Mm-mm. Just the the synths mm-hmm. and then the heavy bass and everything in, that goes into those beats. Man, it, it it really is its own its own thing, and it, it, it's a beautiful thing. If you love hip hop, man, a lot of people, myself included, I used to hate on a lot of West Coast rap. I wasn't really that big on West Coast rap, and I, I think you've said this too that you kind of a lot of us did. To. Yep, a lot of us did. It was the whole Biggie Tupac thing. Mm-hmm. It might have been. It might. And I and I wasn't even really around, but I feel like the residual effects of that mm-hmm. kind of affected my view on on the West Coast and West Coast rap as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, a, a lot. I, I used to think I just didn't like it, but the reality of it is, I just wasn't exposed enough to it mm-hmm. without you know it being shown to me through a certain lens, which is that of the East Coast. You know what I mean? So and and until you know they had more. I guess more acts getting bigger or until we got the internet and we're just like able to see more West Coast acts. Like, I feel like West Coast acts were very niche. Like at first it was like, you know, NWA, Tupac, um, Mm. Ice Cube, and then Snoop. And then that was really it for a long time. You didn't really have too many other rappers coming out of California like that. I mean, you had E-40 who was out and doing things. But again, he's very niche in his shit and, you know, came to more like national popularity later on. But I mean, it was the same. It was the same way with a lot of New York rappers. Like I don't, I don't know how many, you know, like in like '96, '97, how many people in in California were really banging with Fabulous, or they were, mm. or how if they were really banging with the locks like that. You know what I'm saying? Like those are New York acts. You and know, unless you were you, like, you know, we were very New York because that's where all our hip hop came from. You know what? I, that just made me think, right? That like, it's it must be incredibly hard to make something niche in 2021. Yeah, because especially something that's not already established. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're thinking, like, how the fuck am I gonna like cater to just one group without it getting too big or too or without, you know? Like I don't know. That's just kind of it's kind of a hard thing to do in 2020, mainly because of social media and the internet and shit like that. But see, the thing is, like, it may be hard to do, but at the same time, it seems like it would be easy to do because it's so much easier to be niche that's with true. the internet. You know what I'm saying? But like That's true. But I could definitely see how it wouldn't work all the way right. Because, I mean, like... I mean, you look at something like... And I can't really speak on it too much because I don't know too much about it or the music. But, like, uh, Marilyn Manson. When I was younger, mm-hmm. shit like Marilyn Manson, you know, Metallica, all that metal shit, all of yeah. that shit was strictly white people. Like, we did not mm-hmm. listen to that shit, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But then it, when nice. you were exposed to it and you found out that it was actually, like, some of the shit was actually pretty good, even though these motherfuckers yeah. are out here outlandish as fuck, yeah. people started coming around to it. You know what I'm saying? And, no, and, yeah, for and sure. then, then we just had more palatable acts that came along, like Linkin Park, that hey, just kind of, like, you know. I always, find it, I always find it funny that, like, I remember, like, 
growing up as like a kid and then probably more so for you or more like more than likely more so for you that like if you listen to any bit of rock you were a certain kind of Spanish dude or a certain kind of black dude. Yep. Like you like, but now in fucking 2020, you could be a hood ass nigga, dog, and know about Metallic and mm-hmm. actually know about them. Not just casually know about them, but actually be like pretty heavy fans of rock bands and shit like that. That back in the day, nigga, you had to be wearing vans and you had mm-hmm. to be doing all kinds of wild Shopping shit. Shopping at to, Hot Topics to, just to get a t shirts and shit. I'm saying, dog, you know, and now nigga, you it could be a nigga in a Helly Henson jacket. That's listening to some fucking Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's just the reality of it. I tell you, one of the most diverse concerts I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of concerts, was fucking mm. Wu Tang. Oh, I, I don't fucking doubt. I don't doubt that at all. Dog. Where I was, <laughs> like, what? Me and my boys were in our mid twenties. I think my brother was almost forty, and then there was an old Asian man next to me that looked like he was easily in his sixties, rocking the <laughs> fuck out. There was an older white guy who. Honestly, looked like he was almost in his 80s that was rocking out. And in every other color creed in the fucking place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was fucking wild. I'm sure. So, yeah, like, the shit. Honestly, Wu-Tang is probably one of the most, well, for sure in hip-hop, diverse, I guess, entities, I guess you want to call it that. Because Wu-Tang is for the children. I'm trying to tell you, though. I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. But let's get back to the album review, though, y'all. Y'all know how we like to do. We like to go on these little rants that we forget what we're even talking about. For a second, I forgot that we were doing an album review. I'm not gonna I, I was almost right there with you because I was like, wait a minute. Where are we? Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> but let me let me just go on to number 10, which, of course, is uh, Ain't No Fun. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and go on to the next song, which is uh, number 10, which is Ain't No Fun. Now, I really wanted to talk about this song in particular um, because, like, I was telling uh, Cooper before the show, this is one of those songs that I knew of, but mm-hmm. just didn't really, I guess, know the... I hadn't really listened to it. Like, like let's just put it straight like that. Yeah. Like, I knew of this song, but I never listened to it. So, you know, I'm I'm over here working out, and just... This is right before For All My Niggas and All My Bitches came on. That that, that drone is pretty dope, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here working out and shit. And then I hear the the really silky smooth beat come on. That It just sounds like... It just sounds like a nigga from the 70s just gonna come on and and do all kinds of nice harmonizing and shit like that. And sure enough, my nigga fucking Nate Dog comes on that joint and just starts killing it. And 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 you know, when you first hear a song, I don't know about you, but when I first hear a song, I first listen to the melody and then I listen to the words. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes in that in that fucking in that in that lineup, right? That's why we and, listen to shit multiple times. <laughs> oh, for sure. It has to be for that reason, right? So, you know, I listened to that first and I'm like, oh, this this joint is it sound and, and then you know, he's like and I've never met a girl. So yep. I'm thinking it's a, like a sweet song. I'm thinking it's a sweet song, right? But then I rewind it because I'm like, oh, this one is this one is is hard, right? Like I fuck with it. And then um Now if Corrupt ever gave a fuck about a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even better, Snoop's Snoop's verse. Ah, uh, you know it better than I do, dog. Please. One side for the one side for the five. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um if I cared, if I cared about a bitch, I'd always be broke. I never had no motherfucking endo to smoke. Is that the one? No, the beginning. The beginning of the soup uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. See, now you put me on the spot. I'm fucked up. No. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to have to put it on real yeah, quick. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Okay, this is what I'm talking about, Silky. When you hear, if you just hear this, you're thinking, no way. No way is this about. Hold on. 
Oh yes. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a big dick for your motherfucking back? Guess who's back in the motherfucking house for your motherfucking mouth? Hoes do too. Look, man. No, what was the part where he's like? So you gave me your pussy. What was that? What was that part? That that's what kind of was like. Did this nigga Till just you harmonize? You gave me that pussy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, cause you gave me that. Balls. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> cause you gave me yo your pussy. Yo, at first, all I'm hearing is this beautiful harmonizing and and just the melody is just beautiful. And I'm like, oh, this this sounds like a nice song. And then you hear all that wildness come out of it. Yep. I'm sorry, dog, but I just have to bring this up. Snoop was talking shit about WAP a couple of months <laughs> back. And let me just say, shame on you, my nigga. All right? Shame on you. You forgot what song, your discography was like, huh, nigga? You forgot, you forgot the damn discography, dog, because I sure as hell did until now. And let me just say, really dope. I know this might be kind of controversial to say, but really dope song. I think it just sound at least sonically, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's a really dope song. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I said, the um, uh, 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 Nate Dogg singing on the joint. I didn't know he could sing like this. He sings really, really well yeah, on this joint, I, and, and he killed it. And again, it, he made you think before you actually listen to the words that this is an actually sweet love song, which obviously you couldn't find out that it's not. Oh, so, yeah. so you know, you got you got uh, everybody else on the, on the joint. Uh, Killing the joint, and yeah, it was just it was just a dope song, man. Dope song. God damn, I love that goddamn song. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, you know, again, this is one of them songs that, like, if you just put on, like, in the background, your moms or your grandma, or whoever, might think it's not that bad of a song. Mm-hmm. But then if she hears, and you even fucking leg my balls, <laughs> like, oh, shit. oh man, that's crazy, though. Yo. They was wild. They was wild niggas back in the day. Yeah, Let's just for say sure. that. Niggas is wild now, but they was definitely wild just pushing all the boundaries. Y'all could not be as wild as y'all are today if these niggas were not that wild back in the day. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, and if any of this came out in 2020 or 2021, it, they would be cancellation, picket fences, all kinds of wild shit, dog. Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple of other songs like that too. That, like the one, uh, was it the one, the Fat Joe and, and the whole Big Pun and uh, the whole Terror Squad? Uh, bitch, your man can't do it like me. Can't work the middle because it's staying too little. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, somebody, no, somebody else said that. I think didn't did he say that? Yeah, he did. He did. Can't work the middle because it's staying too little. Staying too little. It's a little Kim's jump. In no time, that's his verse. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew I had heard that that verse somewhere. I heard that line somewhere. That's funny as shit, but yeah, nah, definitely, there's so much shit that niggas got away with back in the, in the early, I guess early to late 90s, and you would just never hear now. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and go to, I don't even know, what, again, I don't know what number it is. On my list, it's number 14. I think it might be number 11 on your list, uh, mm-hmm. Doggy Dog World, which fe- okay. features the dog pound and the dramatics. I love the beat and the samples on this joint. And I love the fact that he had the Dramatics come and sing it. The Dramatics were like an old R&B group from like, I think, the 70s and the 80s. Um, I'm guessing they're the ones who sing the part of, it's your world. Mm-hmm. It's a it's doggy your... dog world. And the fact that yeah. he got the Dramatics on a rap album back then when his shit was still like, you know, new, new, new. 
Bro, yeah, that was I, a big deal, I'm guessing. Huge, huge fucking deal. But this song is just so vicious. Like I said, uh, Snoop always sounds good on something that sounds like it's from like the 70s or the, or the yeah, early for 80s. Sure. Again, Dre kills the beat on this joint. I was never really a huge fan of the the pound verses on this joint, but everything yeah. else on this joint, I fuck with hard. Like they're just like the yeah. kind of the weakest part of the song. But I mean, you know, like it's always gonna be a little something. No, no, for sure, for sure. I thought this joint was really dope too. I thought the 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 hook in particular was dope. Again, I didn't know that they that they brought in. I, I didn't know the background of of you know them being on this song and essentially what that was at the time. You know, like I guess especially them being. On this album, an yeah. album called Doggy Style in the late in the early nineties. Um so yeah, no, it was it was really dope. I thought the joint the joint was really catchy. The uh, the hook was very catchy. Cause I feel like and, and you know what's funny? That this mm. is just another you know, I think I mentioned earlier the 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 impact this album had on rap in general. Yeah. And you know how they just said it's a crazy mixed up world. It's a doggy dog. So I don't know if you remember this, but there's a bone thug song that goes it's the crazy mixed up world. It's the end of the world. It's a crazy mixed up world. Oh, Cause shit. it's the, okay. the, uh, the end of change the world. The bone thugs joint. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Maybe they sampled it from the dramatics too. And maybe, and maybe I'm assuming that the song was cause I, again, I'm not 100% sure I'm out here, you know, yeah. spitting, verse, yeah. sitting stupid. Yeah. Shit. But I think yeah. that they sampled their song and then ended up getting them to sing it. I don't know if they got them to sing it or, I mean, I'm assuming uh, they got them to sing it cause I couldn't, I couldn't imagine them. Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe that was their song, and they just you know took the took the verse, the, the singing part, and added it into this joint. You know, but see, even I think it was on Lotty Dotty, which we didn't uh, get into the end of it, where essentially he does. Uh, 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 damn, what the fuck is that joint called? Uh, Hypnotize. Oh or, yeah. Or, uh huh. Because of you. No. Um. The uh, the doggy doggy, can't you see? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, honestly, so I, that joint, the um, the the girl singing, that's off. Of, that's a uh, a joint off Mary J. Oh, so that's not even um, because she's got a what was her joint? Uh, hold on, what was I just singing? Oh, damn, see, I'm not bad. Uh, it was Lottie Dottie. It's, it's all because, because of, of you. I'm never sad and blue. You brighten up my. That's that's Mary right there. But then she just changed it into like the little the drug, uh-huh, basically. And and, and also. Because doesn't he say you took this drug away from me? Or is yeah. that how that song goes too? No, no, that's this this version. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm about to say that. Because the, the oh, song yeah. about Mary is actually about being in love with somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got a little Snoop Dogg, man. I'm, I'm saying, man. I'm saying. But, but yeah, you know, again, going back to um to the song we we're talking about, which is Doggy Dog World, mm-hmm. a lot of... And just overall in the album, a lot of different things that were, uh, I guess, influenced a lot of people. This being the classic album that it is. So I'm not surprised by that. Same thing with the, uh, the Doggy Dog World. So yeah, just overall dope song and dope, dope, dope song. For sure. Yes, sir. So let me go on to uh, the last track for me on, on my end, which is uh, Pump Pump, which yes. is, I don't know if it's... Uh... My last track, too. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, man. Um, I, I, first of all, this joint was was a dope interlude kind of little thing going on. It's one of my favorite. We talked about this shit before the show started. How I think this is the first time I ever heard it, but it, it quickly grew to be one of my favorites just because of how Snoop says, "That's what's up, nigga," and then, you know, and then the beat <laughs> drops right after he marks a nigga. Yep. So again, it was just a really, really dope interlude. 
uh, some girl is at a restaurant from what it sounds like with her dude and she sees Snoop and the nigga starts fucking hating of course and then he goes over there and tries to check his girl for talking to Snoop and then he ends up getting murked okay that's that's pretty much the one of the, the best lines of the story ever. kids one of the best lines ever you know what it is nigga your bitch chose me nah now, you know the name of the game like I said you know the name of the game now we can handle this like gentlemen or we can get into some gangster shit gangster shit <laughs> Hey, yo, I'm positive somebody has repeated that in real life, in a real life situation. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I heard it in a movie one time. <laughs> I probably, probably. I'm sure some variation of that has been repeated multiple times in history, for sure. But um, but to the actual song, though, very upbeat energy, high energy song. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of my favorite songs on, on the album. Yep. I thought it was a great way to end the album. From the from the uh, the rapping to the beat, the pump pump. Uh, like it's just a very high energy. So even the hook by I'm not sure who it was, but it sounds like it's it could be like a a Jamaican artist. I don't know if if, if I'm tripping. Um, it could be. I'm not sure. I, it didn't say but anything the, on the thing. So, but but I, I the point is I thought I thought the hook was really dope. I thought everything about it was just really high energy, uh, very high intense song, and I thought it was a really dope way to end album for sure. And it was Snoop's like. Even with his laid back rapping style, like it's very, very energetic. Like the, the track gives you the energy from the beat, but he also gives you, he feeds into that energy with how he flows. Somehow it works. It just works. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, nah, facts. Also, the little Malik, whoever is the you know, person uh, featured on the jump, his verse was pretty good too. <clears throat> like I can't fake, like his verse was nice. I was, you know, you always see some like little random somebody on an aisle, you're like, oh, okay, what's this about to be? But like this jump mm-hmm. was really fucking dope. So, like you said, great way to end the album. Again, like it starts out hard, it ends hard. Yeah, no, this this is exactly it, again. It showed you from the first track, from the G Funk intro, it kind of showed you what you were in for. And I feel like all throughout the album, this joint really just delivers. Like it, it's that's just the reality of it. This whole album, you know, I I knew it was a, it was a classic before I had actually listened to it, just because of how how it's viewed in hip hop. Yeah, and honestly, listening to it, I, I see. The different levels of, of impact that it has on obviously some of my favorite artists, some of your favorite artists, mm-hmm. just in general, artists in general. And again, it, it just goes to show why Snoop is where he is on the Mount Rushmore hip hop. He's one of the biggest names in rap history. Like he's arguably one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest name, probably the biggest name yeah. in rap history. That's, that's the, just the reality of it. Cause everybody knows Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And it's, he's one of the few artists from that time frame that is still active because he still releases music mm. every once in a while he stays and relevant on t- yeah he stays on tv he's been announcing for boxing matches like he's yeah. been he's even done voiceovers for the planet earth joint like i mean like oh yeah he, he's everywhere snoop is always going to be relevant they will always find something for snoop to do and snoop is just so cool and just chill about everything he even does shit that makes him look goofy you know what i'm saying like them damn yeah, fucking corona sure. commercials yo yeah, yeah he's getting paid off them jumps but this nigga look like a straight unk sitting on the beach fully clothed with fucking patent or like suede <laughs> loafers on my nigga like come on dog like you know you don't mm-hmm. go to the beach like that snoop you're over here doing the most that's a fact he tried to be too cool for the whole shit dog i'm trying oh, to yeah. tell you but but nonetheless like i said you know snoop or like you said snoop he he finds a way to, to remain relevant you know kudos to him for for doing this whole uh boxing thing that he's doing the announcing thing i've been said and I, I know i'm not the only one who said this but i've been said that snoop needs to be announcing something like he's just too entertaining of a voice yeah 
to not have him like like you mentioned the uh the National Geographic thing the uh, the nature joint mm-hmm. when he voices over the nature show and Dow that that shit to me was some of the most entertaining shit I've ever seen though. Bruh, bruh, I have never been. I mean, I'm entertained by nature and shit of that ilk anyway. But young, yeah, give me Snoop's voice to to compliment all of oh, that yeah. shit and it's because you know oh, yeah. it's like what was it it was something something was getting chased by i think it was a deer getting chased by a cheetah and he was like <laughs> oh shit he's on you homie run nigga run yeah <laughs> uh, you know after this shit i'm about to look that shit up dog because that honestly if if you don't know what we're talking about do yourself a favor i don't even know how you can find it but just look up snoop dog and nature yeah you'll, you'll probably find it like i'd, I'd uh, say like um try i mean of course try youtube they probably got clips of it at least you know yeah, yeah, hold on, let me see. Snoop Dogg, Nature. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely up here, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Before we finish up, did you want to talk about, like, a, a song or two that you didn't like? Um, Man, look, to, to be completely honest with you, there wasn't... I, I wouldn't say there was a song on this album that I disliked. Yeah. I. <laughs> the only thing I want to say is that I confused the songs for, for all my niggas and bitches and G's and hustlers. I feel like those are kind of... You can kind of... One of those songs could be probably taken out is, I guess, what I would say. Yeah. Well, see, there's also uh, but, uh, G's Up, Hose Down. Was that on your jump? No. Okay. Apparently, when, well, when I looked up the track listing for this shit, this was listed as the second G's Up, Hose Down was listed as the second to last joint on there. But when I was listening to it on Spotify, it was not there. Hmm. Maybe you didn't get, probably got taken off or something? Possibly. Don't know. But I was going to talk about that one, like, uh, I don't know if anybody if it's on anybody's joint if it's you got an original copy I'm sure it's there but this one is just a very slow song and like I said some slow songs even with like the 70s kind of beats are you know are good for Snoop to rap on but this one it was just way too slow and it was mm. like it was like a super R&B song and it just like it just didn't match anything that was on this part of the album it was like literally it was like it was like an island out by itself as a track maybe that's why it's not on there anymore I don't know you know I don't make decisions like that Right. No, I, feel, no I, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't on my joint. I've actually, I don't think I've heard it. But I'm assuming that if it's a slow joint, it's still Snoop talking shit to degrading females, G's up, O's down. It has to be. It has to be. Right. <laughs> what else you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, the, I just I just also thought that the um, the interlude to, um, I think it's the Doggy Dog World, is fucking hilarious. He's like, I treat a bitch like seven up. I never have and never will. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means, dog. But that shit sounds fly as fuck. Let me just say. Oh no, either, dog. <laughs> Nigga said I treat a bitch like seven up. Never have, never will. That shit is wild. But I will say, like the one song, I don't have a problem per se with it. But it's just like, I maybe it's just the execution of it is Lottie Dottie. Not a real mm. big fan of this song. And I mean, honestly, I did, I was not a real big. I mean, I like Lottie Dottie the original version, the one by uh, oh Slick Rick. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, okay, okay. I, I mean, I I like it, but I'm not like overly overly fond of it. And of course, yeah. like you know, it's, this is essentially the same the same you know beat and drawl to it and everything like that. But the the beat is so fucking West Coast, even for a slow joint, because it's got and those, super slow too. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But yeah, yeah no, I, I I agree. I agree with you. Um, it's probably the slowest song on the album, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And yeah, I guess yeah, I, I would agree with you that it, it's probably one of the lesser, probably more simpler songs, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, kind of a little too slow. Uh, yeah, that's about all I had to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm all with right. you. 
Okay, well, now that we've reached the end of our album review for Doggy Style, uh, mm-hmm. what are your final thoughts on the album, sir? Look, like I said early on, I knew this album was a classic. I've heard countless artists mention this album as one of their, one of their favorite albums growing up. Obviously, a lot of West Coast artists, I'm sure, are, are people who, who probably primarily said that. But again, you know, I've known Snoop my whole entire life. I've, I'm trying to think of... I think when I, when I really got, like, the Snoop that I kind of came into listening to, I guess, when I was of age to listen to music, I guess, mm-hmm. to be... Now, this is going to sound kind of crazy, that I could think of was Drop It Like It's Hot with, uh, with Pharrell. Oh yeah, that was like so, in the 2000s, like the early 2000s. Like mid 2000s. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is this is when I was like around 9 or 10 years old. So, you know, it's obviously at that point Snoop was more he was kind of more of the I guess he had left a lot of what's on this album back obviously <laughs> cuz you kind you kind of can't bring this shit into the 2000s, let's just be real. Yeah. But it's just uh interesting to see that, you know, even though there's a lot of shit on here that I guess might be deemed politically incorrect or whatever and now in 2021 right but dog there's so much on here that is just it just kind of molded a lot of what hip-hop became let's just be real from from topics to flows to uh just a lot of different things to to just even even straight up some of the lines like a lot of people use them you know and it's just influential i, I think it's, it's a is a way to describe this album 100 is just influential like we, we, i found a hard song to say i didn't like on this joint you know what i mean it's probably just a song i like less than the other yeah and i think it lives up to the to the classic moniker that it that it worked itself up to i mean i, I really do I find it hard to see anybody who who says they're a fan of hip hop, and like you said, and wouldn't include this album in the in in the capsule of hip hop. And like you said, if you had to choose an album or or I guess a song for '93 would have been Gin and Juice. Maybe an album for '93 could have been Doggy Style. Let's Fact. let's let's just you know be real. So yeah, man, I thought this song was really really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good, man. Really uh, really good. Y'all know me. I've always I've always loved this album. I grew up with it. This album is extremely lyrically diverse. Oh, yeah. From everybody. And there's just so much incredible energy and creativity that went into this album. And that that includes the cover art because that was obviously hand-drawn. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody mm-hmm. sat there and mm-hmm. took the time to create that. And it's really Facts. vicious. Yeah. It seems like everything was well planned out and, you know, all the production was crisp and precise. Like this, this is just a fucking great album. Yeah. Now we can go ahead and slip into the scores. Let me go ahead and go first, just because it's going to tie into what I what I was just talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, I gave this joint a nine out of ten, and the only reason I didn't mm-hmm. give it a ten out of ten is because there's like two, maybe three songs that when I sit and listen to this album, that I will sometimes go past, and that's the only reason I give it is because I can skip three times on this album just because of those, yeah. just those certain songs. It's not that I don't like those songs. It's just these are my least favorite songs on that album. And honestly, there's a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking interludes on this joint. And not all of them need to be there. Like the bathtub no, interlude sure. at, the, at, the, at the top really didn't need to be there. It could have went right into the G-Funk intro for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I thought that they had just mis, like, misnumbered the track. I thought it was an interlude from somewhere else in the album. But <laughs> at, at the same time, though, let's be real. I, I feel like we're, we're saying this being, I don't want to say prisoners of the moment, but like yeah. right now we're so used to how music is now. But dog, this back in the especially early 90s mm-hmm. nigga them you better have at least 
five to six interludes on your fucking shit. You're not lying. Like, You're not lying. Like, like your shit better be twenty tracks and seven of them are fucking interludes. I'm, I'm just <laughs> big facts. But see, it's not the interludes that are like a minute or two long, like these interludes now be these days. Yeah. These are legit, like thirty Dog. seconds to forty five seconds apiece. Like, Bruh, I'm trying to tell you, it was it was crazy. I remember, especially like a lot of like the New York rapper. Obviously, we that's like the big thing about it uh-huh. is that. You know, they would always make them super long, like two, three minute interludes where it tells like a whole story that leads into the song yep. right, right afterwards. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I guess to go into my score, I'm going to give it a nine too. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine too. And I hate to piggyback off of what you said, but there's a couple songs on here, I guess, that I don't like nearly as much. And that's why I can't give it a perfect score because yep. that would mean that I like everything on here 100%. Yep, that's what, I'm, that's what every time you listen to it, just straight through. Exactly. Now, that's not exactly the case, but it's pretty close. So I'm going to go ahead and jump my score to a 9.25. Hey, just to, just to, just to be a little different today. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, 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 uh, that's how I feel about it. I think it was really dope. And I guess to answer a question that we wanted to answer, I believe that a lot of these songs stand the test of time in the sense of obviously they sound dated. A lot of them, obviously, especially because mm-hmm. West Coast beats, I feel, Early West Coast beats sound pretty dated. Yeah. But I feel like you could still put on gin and juice at any party. Oh yeah. And that joint would be cranking. You know what I mean? There's there's a couple songs on here that you could probably still put on at any party and it'd be cranking. So I feel like for, for that reason, again, for different reasons, but I think to some degree a lot of what's on this album stands the test of time. Again, not just because of that, but just the different artists that it influenced over the years and and in their music and, and shit like that. So yeah, I, I would say yes. I would say yes. I have to agree with you. I do think a lot of the beats actually do stand up, of, and I think, of course, the majority of the lyrics and the topics in some of these songs, especially yeah, yeah. Uh, "Murder Was the Case," like you know that that could be relevant today, last year, fifteen years from now, fifty five yeah. years ago. Like you know, what I'm saying like it's sure. it's just fucking relevant. Period. Yeah. So like, there's just some of these songs will never die out of the lexicon because they'll just fit certain situations. Like honestly, half of these songs you could make a movie about gangsters in South Central LA from the like of the '90s period or the early 2000s mm-hmm. period, and you could play any of these instrumentals over or underneath whatever the oh, fuck yeah. is going on in these movies. That's how quintessentially West Coast this album sounds. Like this Thanks. to me is the west coast this introduced me to the west coast for sure and i'm sure i'm sure it did to a lot of people especially it being i don't know this this might just be me saying a bunch of bullshit but i'm assuming this is probably one of the the first classic staple west coast albums would you say that that you knew about that i knew about for sure yeah okay yeah and again by that i mean not just in the the west coast but just world or i guess nationwide yeah no nationwide this album was everywhere snoop was everywhere and it's just like back then if the artist was everywhere their project their album was everywhere oh i'm sure i'm sure and you can see posters billboards all kinds of shit for sure exactly i mean like what they had the singles off this joint gin and juice lottie dottie murder was the case who am i what's my name snoop dog yeah hey We, we ain't talking about that song, right? But that, I feel like that's that's another song that's like such a like a party song and like such a 
I don't know. I feel like that. That's like the the go to party drum. Well, it's sure. it's based off like I think it's based off of one of the Parliament songs, the George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic. Mm. I think it's based off of one of their songs. Like one of their songs has like a melody that kind of goes like the Snoop Dogg, yeah. something like that. So, um, yeah. but again, like I said, a lot of Snoop's music is funk based and just like 70s soul based like that's mm. pretty much where the majority of Snoop Dogg samples come from unless he's yeah. doing something like on a Timberland beat or some shit you know what I'm saying right 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 or Pharrell beat basically you know <laughs> alright well before we get up out of here and end the review today y'all know we like to give you a recommendation so did you have one for today sir yes I did okay. now for uh, those of y'all it is going to be a two a two piece of here. First of all, let me just say to everybody who watches wrestling or watched wrestling, better said, RIP my man New Jack, who uh, just passed away. For those of y'all who don't know, is he was ECW uh, wrestler back in the day. He was like probably one of the craziest wrestlers you'll ever hear about, and that's why I'm recommending y'all watch this this show. And I think it's they have it on YouTube. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. It's the Bodysland a series. And they talk about, I mean, I mean, you guys can fill in the blanks, dark side of the ring, the dark parts of, of wrestling that obviously all of us didn't see growing up. Yeah. And um, it, it, it pretty much just covers his crazy ass story. Now, and for 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 um for that show, they actually interviewed him and and got his take on a lot of the crazy things that happened. So I think it's it's a very interesting take on his life, especially now that he just passed. Um, I think he's uh, I get he's a beloved figure for a lot of like hardcore fans. I know, like, a lot of uh, mainstream wrestling, like WWE, probably doesn't want to, like, associate themselves with his name just because, like, like, just to go into a quick story, this motherfucker, he he brought in a fan, just, now this is going to be explained terribly, but he brought in a fan from the crowd, Mm -hmm. right? And pretty much they started wrestling and he cut the motherfucker open in real life. Now, obviously, there's way more to it. So, so any wrestling fan out there is going to be like, oh, you're into the part where I get it. But the reality of it is that if you're not into wrestling, it's not going to even fucking matter. But the <laughs> point is that the nigga who was in the crowd, he lied and said he was like 20 years or 22 or some shit. But he was, he was actually only 15, I think. Oh, no. And he, that, that, that's like the story, the main story they're telling here. And that caused him to get sued and he might have gone to jail and a bunch of other shit. So, to make a really long story short, go watch Dark Side of the Ring. It's on YouTube. It's on Viceland. Uh, and particularly check out the New Jack episode. Um, RIP New Jack. Fucking legend. All right. Bet. Well, my joint is going to be just a little bit different. <laughs> my joint is actually going to be an album. And it's going to be more yeah. of an R&B okay. album. And it's going to be something by the singer known as Khalees, the the ex-wife of Nas. And not all Khalees' music is good, but this album is actually really, really entertaining. Uh, we all know that Khalees is not the most p- prolific singer in the world, but she actually does come up with some pretty good songs. And I- I'm sorry, but that, that's such a way to like politely offend somebody. <laughs> you know, she's not the most prolific singer in the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying listen to the album you know what i mean listen to her music you know um make make your own choice but for this <laughs> album specifically uh the album is called tasty and okay. um it, it's the album that has milkshake on it you know my milkshake you know blah, blah, blah. Mm. um i, I know she, that was her yep just put that up there. yes that is but she's got a bunch of good songs on here and the ones i'm going to recommend just off point are protect my heart trick me millionaire because i believe that features andre 3000 
and um, is it Marathon or is it Rolling? I think it's Marathon. The last joint on there. The album is actually really good. It's um, I mean, like most of all of her beats are essentially like always done by the Neptunes. So mm. you know Pharrell, but uh, right. but like yeah, check out this album. It's actually a good collection. I mean, like honestly, check out some more of her music too. She's got some like her first album, Kaleidoscope, was pretty dope. But uh, mm. for sure, check out Tasty. It's just it's an entertaining and it's a fun album. It's very high energy. Energy. There's only a couple right. of 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 slower, really slower songs, and she actually like kills some of the slower songs that she's on on here. Mm. So like yeah, just check right. out Tasty if you get a chance by Khalees. Right. Right. All right, y'all. And any other words of advice you'd like to give while I look up what our Jones are? <laughs> look, man, they just announced over the weekend the CDC that, that motherfuckers could take off their mask. But let me just tell y'all hey. out there, that means that we could start going back into some reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we I, where we live, we're, we're, I think, nearing 300 cases a day or some shit like that, which is a big improvement from i think it was like over or close to like two thousand a day yeah just a couple of months ago so we gain we get in there y'all but let's keep this shit going you know wear your mask you know wash your hands we're not gonna tell you how to get vaccinated because you know we do whatever the fuck you need to do you know if, whether you want to or not but whatever you decide to do just wash your motherfucking hands ride this shit out and let's make sure that if not by this summer that next summer for sure somebody's daughter is getting pregnant i'm just saying hey niggas is coming out being wild this summer you know what i'm saying like that's probably gonna be i'm just summer. saying it's gonna be a it's bunch of gonna be a- it's gonna be a bunch of corona babies from when we was in in, in captivity and it's gonna be a bunch of uh, uh post corona babies listen man <laughs> listen man partially i'm hoping it's next summer because the nigga still gotta lose his weight <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak them facts, bro. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have a little bit of extra time before niggas start wilding out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, on that note, y'all niggas know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And as I always say, it's all the way spelled out. Spell it out. And you can also find us on the G Radio for your listening pleasure Thursday nights, I believe, at 7 o'clock. And you can go to H, uh, you can go to HBO.com. What am I talking about? <laughs> you can go to Facebook.com and type in uh, Hip Hop Heads Podcast, and you will find our page there. <laughs> yes, sir. Before not, not, not HBO yet. Not HBO yeah, yet. not yet. Not yet. We're working on that Bodega Boys love, uh, on, that, hey, on that flow. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> Put in that podcast where get a TV show, Nick. <laughs> I'm saying, man. I'm saying. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, take care of each other. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'm going to say it. Fuck. Go get your vaccination, nigga. I'm trying to go out and have fun this year. That's a fact. I'm getting right. mine this week. I ain't. I, fuck it. We're going to tell y'all. We vaccination boys over here. Yes, sir. We're trying to, we trying to wild out, even with our gut hanging out. It's hey, all good. Fuck it. Let me tell you. Let me tell y'all something, man. Let me tell y'all something. Being chubby ain't never stopped you from getting pussy. I'm just Hell saying. Hell no. Hell I'm no. just saying. If anything, it's been years and years and years of, of just not having confidence. But being chubby has never stopped it. Exactly. All right, so don't, exactly. All my all my chubby niggas out there who spend a little bit too much time ordering Uber Eats and shit like that, you know what I mean, during the fucking pandemic, it's all good, my nigga. We're going to be out here wilding regardless. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, yo, a nigga's double vaxxed over here, so I'm ready. To- <laughs> okay. <laughs> my nigga said he could pull up on you right now. Skirt, Sean, skirt, nigga. Skirt, about? skirt. <laughs> I'm saying. 
protection. <laughs> Fuck you mean. All right, y'all. Well, why y'all out here having this ridiculous summer? Be good. And if you can't be good, just be the sure. best that you can be. And if you can't do that, damn, at least make your goddamn mama proud. Right. You know, Mother's Day just passed. You know, you don't want to fuck up this early on. You know, you want to give a couple more weeks until next Mother's Day before you start fucking up for real so you can make it up for Mother's Day. No, boy. but you know what I mean? Make your mom proud, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out of here. Take it easy. We love you. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>